Today's episode of the Watson Weekly Podcast is sponsored by Commerce Tools. The world of commerce is fast-paced and constantly changing. Commerce Tools, the global leader in commerce and creator of the powerfully composable mock architecture, enables commerce leaders to turn possibilities into reality. Commerce Tools helps businesses go from underperforming to overachieving, and from keeping up to setting the pace, all at a lower total cost. Go to commercetools.com to learn how to get started. It's September 11th, 2023, and this is the Watson Weekly, your essential e-commerce digest. Today on our show, our discussion about holiday season preparation, Gap develops exclusive sleepwear line with Macy's. Google CEO releases 25-year update. Amazon's Buy With Prime partners with Shopify. And finally, the Investor Minute, which contains five items this week from the world of venture capital, acquisitions, and IPOs. But first in our shopping cart full of news, our discussion about holiday season preparation. I thought it was a good time to start talking about the holiday season, particularly as one of the most common questions I get from brands is, what is the consumer doing right now and how should it affect my decision making? A recent article discusses this outlook for the year's second half based on retail earnings and other data points. I thought it would capture the sentiment from analysts and other data out there. Continuing a trend of the last two years, consumers are still careful about how they spend. Great value or perceived importance, i.e. non-discretionary items, are at the forefront of consumers' minds. If items like apparel, fashion, electronics are not deemed important, or if there is a cheaper alternative, consumers are trading down. Second, demand is weakening for do-it-yourself customers in the home improvement categories, reflecting increasing consumer worry. Big-ticket items in particular are under pressure. Even off-price outlets are noticing reduced ticket sizes, although traffic remains strong there. You know what's bad when even off-price retail is struggling to maintain AOVs. Third, credit card delinquencies are at a level not seen in 10 years since 2012, according to St. Louis Fed data. That's a significant data point, and there seems to be no signs of this slowing down. Last year, consumers were in a mode of worrying about the future. This year, the worries are about the present. The key takeaway for brands and retailers this holiday season? Watch your opening price points and prepare for more discount hunters. Consumers are expecting significant values this season, and especially in a gifting time of year, your replacement alternatives are not your typical competition. They can be in any other category. If consumers can spend $100 and get gifts for four people instead of two, they're going to do it. A particular action item I would have for merchants in the audience is to ensure that you have a best value gift section of your site this season and keep refreshing it. Ensure that you have higher margin items featured alongside these lower price point items so you can try and make up for any discounting you're doing at the same time. Our second story. Gap develops exclusive sleepwear line for Macy's. Recent news reports tell us that Gap, Macy's, and licensing firm IMG are partnering on an exclusive Gap-branded sleepwear brand with Macy's. There was once a time when Gap was a specialty brand, one that cared about what it was offering. But it's clear something shifted in the past few years with the success of Authentic Brands Group, WHP Global, and other licensing firms 
it seems that Gap might be turning into a licensing business. Investors and stakeholders smell money. A licensing business leverages a usually venerable brand name and creates distribution partnerships and line extensions to generate guaranteed minimum revenue from licensees. In this case, the licensing agency is IMG, which works with many brands. IMG then uses its relationship with Centric brands to manufacture the sleepwear line. Of course, Centric manufactures products for many other brands too. Licensing firms are about marketing and connections. I suspect that IMG shares a portion of its licensing revenue with Gap. The story is about the licensing agreement here, which necessitates a distribution relationship with Walmart for home goods and now Macy's for sleepwear. It's unclear what the inevitable results of this will be. If licensing is a future direction of Gap, then one of the larger licensing companies could acquire an interest in Gap or Gap could be sold to private equity, which already has licensing capabilities. After all, why pay a third-party margin for something that could be in-house? This could say negative things about Macy's as well. Wasn't Macy's recommitting itself to private label? If sleepwear is such a good category, wouldn't this be something that Macy's is entering directly? But the stakes are lower for Macy's. It's a department store, so variety, even from a potentially fair experiment, is less risky. Next season, Macy's could try something new. For Gap, the stakes are higher. More ink than I can read has been spilled about how Gap has lost its way and with it, the soul of the brand. With line extension via licensing is not a way to recapture your soul. It is a way to generate high margin revenue in the face of declining sales. But it seems more like a death spiral for the brand than a springboard for future relevance. Next stop for Gap could be off price if line extension continues to be the trend. After all, if these new partnerships don't drive sales, that's where it'll end up anyway. Our third story. Google CEO releases 25-year company update memo. Google CEO Sundar Pichai recently released a memo celebrating the company's 25-year history. While some may not think these memos reveal anything useful, sometimes a few nuggets come out, given the fact that employees, investors, and partners all read something like this. Here are a few things that indicate where Google is headed in the next 25 years. First, Google still sees its search business as core to its mission, and that is a long runway here. Google's Android now powers 3 billion devices around the world, a stark warning for companies like Apple that, while important in the US market, make one wonder how long that can continue without the power of Steve Jobs. Of course, it wouldn't be a Google update without a mention of AI. Throughout the memo, the CEO phrased what Google does in terms of a series of questions, like you're Googling it. When talking about the future, Pichai included a few questions that caught my attention. The first was, how could every student have access to a personal tutor in any language and on any topic? This sounds like Google feels it may be able to disrupt the education space. Another was, what tools could we invent to help people design and create new products and grow new businesses? This sounds like Google could start a new kind of e-commerce incubator. No matter what Google decides to do next, the company has always had an extraordinary array of capabilities and AI only adds to this. Given how much influence the company has, it definitely makes sense to pay attention to what they're thinking about working on. And our last story. Amazon's Buy With Prime partners with Shopify. This past week, Shopify and Amazon did what they have hinted at for the past six months, signed a partnership agreement with each other. The agreement settles what had been a contentious relationship between Amazon and Shopify, 
whereby Shopify displayed a JavaScript security warning to merchants installing Buy With Prime on their e-commerce platform. Because this is really the deal that Amazon pursued, I thought it would highlight a few points from the Amazon side. Amazon gains the ability to advertise Buy With Prime on the product's detail page, with then links into Shopify's checkout. Shoppers will select a payment method from their Amazon wallet. Merchants will be able to install an app from the Shopify App Store for Buy With Prime. As part of the installation, merchants' Amazon inventory will be linked to their Shopify items, allowing Amazon to display the Buy With Prime button and complete the transaction successfully. From the Shopify side, management was quick to declare victory with a deal saying that all payments run through Shopify payments rails. Additionally, Shopify brand owners will continue to own all the data about their customers. As far as my own take on it, I have a few questions. Once a buyer clicks through the product detail page, will the checkout be pre-selected for Amazon Pay and how exactly is Amazon Fulfillment enabled by default? Does this enable multi-item carts for Buy With Prime or are there still single-item carts like Buy With Prime has been so far? In terms of analyzing the deal, I've written here that Amazon needed this deal more than Shopify and I still think that's true. Viewing Buy With Prime featured websites all case studies and most deal participants like on Prime Day, for example, were Shopify merchants. Without official Shopify support, there's almost not a real Buy With Prime program. This partnership still does not solve the core Amazon problem of Buy With Prime, trust and merchant incentives. Buy With Prime has gone to market with a checkout conversion message that Shopify already has. Okay, now what? This hasn't been discussed. Lost in this news is that Big Commerce announced the same thing this January, so merchants who want a more unvarnished Buy With Prime experience also have options. Buy With Prime can be implemented on any website with a little work from a system integrator. Finally, from Amazon's point of view, Buy With Prime has always been about leveraging what Amazon does best, logistics. In other words, how do we get more volume through the fulfillment network in a way that also increases the value of Prime? And while Shopify was quick to declare victory on this one, not so fast. Once the fox is in the hen house, the farmer is not surprised when one of the chickens ends up missing. Shopify has now enabled a competitor to its preferred Shopify fulfillment network solution, which is powered by its preferred partner, Flexport. But you know what? In late breaking news, Flexport looks a little shakier now. The main risk to Shopify is that Amazon becomes the default fulfillment rails for Shopify in the future. However unlikely the outcome, if that day ever comes, this deal will look very different in hindsight. Hey, Watsonians. Did you know that delivery robot robberies are on the rise? Seriously, did no one ever think that these sidewalk robots would become easy targets for criminals? If you were in our online community, you would already know this. To stay on top of what's going on in e-commerce and join the conversation, visit community.rmwcommerce.com. Now a word from our sponsor, Commerce Tools. When a multi-billion dollar beauty brand's e-commerce platform neared the end of its life, the entire business was at risk, including the ability to serve customers. By switching to Commerce Tools and embracing a more flexible mock architecture, the retailer's vision for connecting in-store and personalized shopping experiences became a reality. The brand can now roll out new features within days, securing its position as a modern brand that uses technology to its advantage. If you're being held hostage by your technology platform and your developers have thrown up their hands, tell them to start a free trial at commercetools.com today. 
It's that time, friends, for our Investor Minute. We have five items on the menu today. First, pet food company Jinx secured Series B financing. Jinx manufactures dog food from natural and patented ingredients and has raised $17.85 million Series B funding round. The new funding will expand mass market retail and investment into talent and merchandising, marketing, and product development. Second, B2B Marketplace Ghost raised a $30 million Series B. Ghost is a member-only B2B excess inventory marketplace. Excess inventory is a $1 trillion problem for brands that want to protect their brand equity without selling products at below-cost pricing. Third, Amazon Automation Platform Workflow Labs raised a $1.3 million seed round. The new funding for Saddle-based Workflow Labs will enable Amazon sellers and vendors to automate ticketing, cataloging, and case management tasks. No mention of AI, but rather a combination of software and human expertise. Fourth, Unicomer Group acquired Radio Shack. Unicomer Group acquired Radio Shack's worldwide intellectual property and domains for 70 countries. Can this new owner enable partners to access inventory and rebuild its online store continuously? And finally, buy now, pay later vendor Splitit will delist on proposed private equity funding. Splitit, which offers merchant brand and installments as a service, plans to go private after raising $50 million from Motive Partners. Based on stringent conditions, this new capital will enable Splitit to generate long-term shareholder value in a capital-intensive sector. That's all for this week. Till next time, Watsonians. Hi, I'm Rick Watson, CEO and founder of RMW Commerce Consulting and host of the Watson Weekly Podcast, your essential e-commerce digest. Our production partner for this series is Citizen Racecar. The show is produced by Jose Baez, production manager, Gabriela Montequin. To hear new episodes of the show every Monday morning, subscribe now at rmwcommerce.com slash Watson Weekly and wherever you get your podcasts.